Hello, welcome back to Confessions of a Deity. I am your host, Deity Goddess. Hello, hello. Nice to meet you again. If this is your first time, nice to meet you for the first time. Welcome, my kings and queens, gods and goddesses. I am so like happy to be doing this with you guys and let's get into this okay so i really didn't have a topic for this session or this uh episode um i'm just feeling really happy and so i guess yeah let's talk about that um life is a roller coaster like it is up and down all around at least my life is and there are days that i am just really gloomy and just not happy but today i am really upbeat i am really excited about the future and the possibilities of my future i mean it took me a long time to get here i feel like i am in a process of rebirth re-becoming um i feel like for years i thought i knew who i was And I think for years, I was in a bubble or in a cage of my own making. And I just couldn't be my free, unapologetic self. Um, And I let so many things hold me back. And I just feel now that I am starting to let go of that and stop putting limitations on myself. So I want to go through that with you guys. I want all of us to stop putting limitations on ourselves. I feel like a lot of times your biggest naysayer is you. The person who gives you the most grief is you. You are the person who keeps yourself back more than anybody else. Um, I'm sorry if y'all hearing the sounds of nature, but I got my window open and I'm in my room and I'm just, you know, chilling. So, I am getting ready to launch my business, which is, um, I'm starting a press on nail business, and I'm getting really close to it, and honestly, all day yesterday, I was going through stuff, and it's kind of overwhelming, but it, it is very exciting. I mean, like, I'm getting my website together, and I'm trying to figure out, and I'm doing this pretty much all on my own, and it's just exciting that i'm even doing this like i'm even going for this because i've always wanted my own business i've always wanted my own venture but i just couldn't figure out what that business should be and i realized that it doesn't have to be one thing like i picked the nails because that's what i started doing i've always liked doing stuff like that like nails and hair and so and I feel like I'm good at it. <laughs> you guys will be the judge if you go to my website, which when I drop it and when it's actual full functioning, I will definitely come up on my podcast and let you all know. But anyway, um, so also I wanted to let you know that I do have an email address for this podcast. Um, I probably will put it somewhere, maybe in the description of this episode, um, but it is deity goddess 69. Oh, sorry, no, deity goddess 94 at gmail.com. 
So it's uh, D-E-I-T-Y goddess at um, goddess94, sorry, at gmail.com. Anyway, and I will definitely put it in description as well of this episode so that you can, you know, go there, send me emails or, you know, if you want to ask me something or whatever you want to do, you can do that. Okay, so I'm really excited. My podcast is growing. I mean, it's growing steadily. It's not a fast process and I knew that it wasn't going to be a fast process, but I'm just excited because like I thought I was going to have like one listener like forever, like I was not thinking that I would get, like, I have, like, almost 30 people now listening. At least that's what it say. And I have, like, over 60 um, listens. So, I know that may not seem a lot to a lot of people. But that is a huge amount to me because I really never thought I would get even to there. And so, I'm just excited and just hoping that it grows even more so that I can reach even more of you guys. And hopefully inspire somebody like I was inspired to do this. But also other things. Um... But yes, let's talk about happiness and what that means. I feel like happiness is very relative. Like it's not a one size fit all because something that makes you happy may not make me happy and vice versa. And I feel like a lot of times we get stuck up on like wanting to be happy. Like I hear a lot of people say, I want to be happy. I just want to be happy. But they don't know how or it's like something is keeping them back from being happy but in the end of the day it is you it's you you are keeping you from being happy you are keeping yourself in whatever situation you are in you it's you and I know that is a hard pill to swallow like I hear a lot of people like even me like oh why are my relationships always terrible or why can't I do this why can't I do that it's you I'm here to say it's you. It's me. It's me. Like, of course, it's other people too. Like, you cannot negate what other people do to you because people just have their own mind and their own expectations and you cannot put your expectations on people. But it is, like I'm saying, it is you. You are the one who's giving everybody power to hurt you. You are the one who's giving yourself power to fail. Failure is only a state of mind. Failure is not real. It is not a real thing. It does not exist. I am a full believer of that. Um, Like I said in one of my other podcasts, I have never failed at anything because I've never seen anything as a failure. I don't see it as a failure, anything in my life. Like I really honestly do not see it as a failure. I'm not saying that um, I don't have things that went wrong. And, and that's hard to say because there's some things that I do regret or wish I can go back and do better. But I take them all as learning curves. And hopefully they don't, If you know, like my mom said, if it doesn't kill you, it only makes you stronger. So I use them as things that's making me stronger. I know I have God on my side or the creator of all things on my side, the universe, whatever you believe in is on your side you have to be on your side though you have to be your biggest advocate you have to be the kind of person that is going to keep going and not gonna let things bring you down and that is hard i'm not sitting here saying this as a person that has never had issues of course i've had terrible issues and I have self-esteem problems sometimes. I mean, I don't have, I wouldn't say 
I'm not insecure. I wouldn't say I'm insecure. But like everybody, there's times that I feel insecure. Like I have times where I feel insecure. Like um, I wouldn't say I, have low, I don't have low self-esteem. But there's times that my self-esteem takes a hit. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Or my self-esteem would maybe not take a hit, but it has to be reassessed. <laughs> um, so I just... I have issues that I'm working out within myself and that is why I wanted to do this podcast because I wanted to work my issues out with people who may also have issues that they need to work out and maybe hearing me go through these things as a real person going through these things um you would be able to relate and feel a little better feel like you're not alone because I know for me a lot of times when I was going through stuff, I feel felt utterly alone. I just felt like I was by myself floating on this island of me and nobody was there. And it was like, if I drowned right now, who would be there to jump in and save me? Who would save me from drowning? Who would throw me a lifeline? Like nobody. I felt like nobody was there to do that. Um, and so I wanted to be the lifeline to somebody. And I hope that as this goes on, as I'm doing this more, that I will reach somebody and maybe inspire them like I was inspired. Um, So I am supposed to be doing an episode with one of the people who inspired me, um, Key. She has a podcast um, that's going on. And then I'm supposed to be uh, going with her. I mean, um, doing an episode with her on her podcast and I'm sorry there's a bunch of children there's a bunch of children yelling outside and I don't know what they're yelling about but they're yelling pretty loudly okay anyway so um yeah so I'm doing a podcast with my friend and um her name is key and she has a podcast called sage crystals and boss shit on spotify amazon music i think and apple podcast i believe i think it's everywhere that mine is um and if you want to listen to that if you haven't she's really good um she's one of the people who inspired me to do a podcast. i mean i've always wanted to do a podcast um but she inspired me to just go for it and also she helped me um, I actually learned how to do it from her podcast. So if you want to learn how to do it, like that's a good, her podcast is really good. And also she gives you a lot of like real shit. Like she talks about a lot of real shit and she gives you a lot of advice and shit. So anyway, she had me on her podcast and her episode, um, high society, her new episode. And I listened to it and I listened to the part where I was in and um it devastated me she talked about me and it was wonderful like she didn't say anything bad about me no but she said uh you know people holding people on a high pedestal and she was like uh I know she holds me on a high pedestal she doesn't have to say it but I know she does and I didn't take it as a bad thing I knew she was didn't mean it as a bad thing but I never like to worship people 
or I don't like people think I worship them because I feel like that is too much pressure to put on one person that is too much to put on a a regular human being to be like oh you're my idol you are the person I aspire to be like that is just too much so I do look up to her because financially she's where I want to be like you know she has her own business she has her podcast she has her own stuff that she's got going on and she's not beholden to anybody and she is doing her own thing like she's doing her what she wants to do and so I do aspire to do that like I admire her for that but I had to make very sure that she knew that I didn't hold her up on this pedestal that she thinks like she can do no wrong because I don't want I want her to be my real friend like I don't want her to be like oh she's just this girl who you know follows me around and worships me like I don't like that's weird like that's weird like you don't want anyone like me I wouldn't want somebody following me around like a little puppy and just worshiping me no like if you're gonna be my friend take the good and the bad you know and so I'm one of those people that when I say you're my friend or when I say I care about you I care about you I am a very loyal loving person and it's I'm actually not very trusting it's hard for me to trust people so when you do earn my trust you have my trust and once you lose it it is very hard to get it back but while you have it I am there I'm a ride or die person I'm the kind of person that's going to be there for you or with you now I may not know how to do that so I may ask you or I may like you know like not understand what to do whatever but I will try my best to be whatever you need me to be in that moment to help you that's just the kind of person I am I am very um loyal I believe in loyalty I believe in loyalty Um, But I also believe that loyalty comes with not putting people in situations that is stressful to them or that they would not want to be in. So I want to talk about this episode. I want to talk about putting people on a pedestal. This episode is just going to be long because like, Lord, I should have came here with with a, a theme, but I didn't. But I knew I wanted to talk about that. I knew that's what I wanted to talk about. And I knew I wanted to talk about being happy. So I guess I am going with the theme. But (laughs) we'll see what I write in the description for this. Or what is the name of this episode. Because like right now your girl don't know. (laughs) Anyway. um, Yeah. So she talked about putting people on a pedestal. And you know people thinking that you. Um. You know, thinking that you don't go, like, they asking you stuff like you don't go through stuff. Like, asking you for advice about stuff like, like, you are Jesus or something like that. Like, even Jesus, Jesus was human. Like, for all you Christians out there, I'm sorry to tell you this, but Jesus was a human being. And even Jesus, if you look back on his story, Jesus struggled with stuff. Like, he was, he, it wasn't like everything was Gucci. No, Jesus even had struggles. Most of his struggles, yes, came from outside, but even Jesus struggled with his with his purpose he struggled with his purpose he struggled with knowing what his purpose was and what he had to go through and even when it was time for him to die he had doubt um i know for a lot of people when it comes to religion it's hard to say that it's like because you want you put jesus on such a high pedestal and that's what i'm saying stop putting people on a pedestal Stop doing that because when you do that, you don't get the full view. You don't get the real lesson. Like Gandhi. 
Gandhi was great. He was a great person, but Gandhi, he was a little bit prejudiced against African-American people, black people. And also, Gandhi was a little bit... I don't know. Okay, but Gandhi just had flaws. I'm not going to go into detail. I mean, if you had... Just look it up if you want to. But anyway, and like people just... People had flaws. Like even Martin Luther King. Martin Luther King did not want to be a freedom fighter. He had no intention. He was perfectly fine with living the status quo and going on how it was. And you could even say that he was terrified. He did not want to. He was thrust into this, into greatness. He was thrust into doing this. Even Malcolm X was thrust into greatness. So if you think about most of the people in life who are great, a lot of times they didn't want to be great. They were thrust into it. They were forced into this. You know, because a lot of, because like my mom used to say, if you have a purpose, if you have a real purpose in life, God is going to make sure you fulfill that purpose no matter what. But I want us to stop putting people on this pedestal because I feel like when you put them on a high pedestal that's so high, you can't reach them. So in your mind, they are so great that you can't even reach them. When that is not true, it's like um, I love the Honorable Minister Farrakhan, and he talks a lot about um, how he doesn't want people to see him on a pedestal because he's like, okay, you think you cannot be me. You can't reach my wherever you think I am, but you can. Each, he said something, um, well, he didn't say something yesterday, but I was listening to my dad. My dad is Muslim. And he was listening to one of um, the um, student ministries, student ministers. And the student minister said, um, honestly, he said that Honorable Minister Farrakhan had said this. I didn't hear it directly from him, but he said he said this, that every time he looks at a black person, he sees God. He sees God, no matter what. No matter what that person's done, no matter what that person will do, no matter what you did, no matter what, he sees the potential for greatness and I want to say that yes because I am a black person and I am not afraid to ashamed to say that I put my heritage first because I am a black person so black people are very important to me and I put them first but I love all people all races all nationalities um, but I see the potential of greatness in in everyone until they show me not but everyone has the potential for greatness. Okay? I want you to understand that you have the potential for greatness. Because it took me a while to realize that I had the potential for greatness. And I don't want it to maybe take you as long as it took me. Um, if you're older, you still you still have the potential for greatness. Like I know a lot of times, like because I'm older, I feel like I'd be like, oh man. I should have did a lot of this stuff when I was in my earlier 20s. Like, oh, I want to sing. Yes, that's another thing I want to do. I want to, I love singing. And um, I may do a couple episodes where I sing a little song for you guys or something. But I want to sing. And for years, that was hard for me to say, to admit that I wanted to sing. Because I just felt like it would never happen. It's a, it's a illogical dream. It's a dream that's like one in a million. So why even try? Because it's like, be practical. So I've always been a very practical person. And to me, singing was not practical. Um, I held um, singing on a pedestal. I held it on a pedestal because I felt like 
And if I did sing, I would have to move out to LA or somewhere else, and I don't know, somewhere else that was not North Carolina, Raleigh, you know, and, um, and do it. But I realize now that maybe I don't have to, I don't have to do that. And let's just try. You're never too old to try anything. Like, um, I know a lot of times people, you feel like, oh, I, I'm too old for this. I'm too old to do that. I'm too old to try this. I'm too old to try that. I'm here to tell you that if you have a dream that you want to fulfill, or you have something that you want to do, go ahead and do it. It does not matter if you are 25 or 105. Do it. Do it. Because life is too short. And if you sit around, sitting around, thinking about what if, what could have been, you will drive yourself insane. At least you could say, I tried. I tried, and it may not have worked out, but I tried. I did it. I tried. Um, And that's where I'm at. And that's not easy either. It's hard to get up and just do something. Because I am the man, I am the chief procrastinator. I procrastinate like hell. You know what? I don't even know if I'm going to upload this episode because like <laughs> I feel like this is more of a ramble. I'll listen to it and then I'll see. Anyway. But I just want all of you out there to take a step back and realize that you are the problem. But at any moment, you can set yourself free. And I know that's hard. And I'm going to, like, I know I'm, I'm emotional right now. I'm sorry. Like, it's crazy that I'm emotional. But because, like, for years, like, I felt, like, for a long time, even some days now, I feel like I'm in a cage. Of, and the sad part is it's even worse when you are in a cage of your own making. You are in a prison that you made for yourself. You made this prison. So at any moment you can open a door. It's like it's like being in a, a a dark room. And there's electricity in this room. And at any moment you can turn on the light. You can like you can press you can flip the light switch and there will be light in this room and you can leave the room too. Like the door is literally right there. It's nothing stopping you from opening that door. But you, in your own mind, you, and your own twisted thoughts are are stopping yourself from reaching out and turning on that light or reaching out and opening that door or opening that window. My mother told me, my mother used to love this song. And in the song, the woman talks about when one door closed, another one opens. And, um, oh my God, it's a country song and it is a beautiful song. If I remember it then I'll, you know, put in another episode. But in the song, you know, she used to sing that song to me. She was like, you know, when one door closes, another one opens. Um, oh, I hope you dance. Oh, that's what it was. Yes. And now that I'm thinking about it, I should have played that song at her funeral because that was, that was her song. And she used to sing that to me. And she used to say, I hope you dance. And, um, oh my God. Anyway, she used to sing that to me. And, um, I just got emotional because I was, I was looking at stuff on Amazon and I was just looking at stuff and I was just going through stuff and, um, I was looking and then all of a sudden I found this, this, uh, poster that they were selling on Amazon 
And I was like, this is weird. It just came out of blue. Like, it wasn't, I wasn't looking for this post. It just came out of the blue. And it was said, um, I'm going to read it to you guys. It says, um, to my daughter, once upon a time, there was a black girl who stole my heart and called me mommy. Never forget that I will always love you. You have your back. I have your back. And always remember that you are braver than you believe, stronger than you seem, and smarter than you think. Love your mom. And when I read that, when I read that, it sounded like it was her. Because before that, I was going through my business and like trying to do my website and my packaging and all that stuff, and I was getting a little overwhelmed. And I was like, oh my God, I think I was like subconsciously not doing it on purposely, but I guess subconsciously doubting. And then all of a sudden that came up. And I am a strong believer in spirituality and the spirits working and believing that your loved ones have never really left you. They're just not here. Their bodies died, but they did not die. They are still here with you. They come and visit you. They come and they support you. Um... And with that, you do have to be careful. We'll talk about it in another episode. But, um, so for me, that was her. That was her, like, saying, like, that sounded just like her. It sounded some, like something she she would definitely say to me. My mother was always very spiritual and very, like, she was a hippie. She was like a black hippie. We used to always say that. Oh, you Only black hippie I know. And she was very free-spirited. And she would say stuff like that all the time to me. And I used to get mad because she would never tell me everything was going to be okay. She would never say, everything is going to be okay. But she would say, you're going to be just fine. You're going to be okay. And it wasn't until I got older that I kind of understood what she meant. She meant that, yes, everything may not be okay. The world may crumble right now. while we're here like everything may crumble around you while you're sitting here and that doesn't sound comforting but she would say like yeah but you will never crumble you will never fall I believe that I am strong because of her because she told me I was strong I believe that I am brave because she told me I was brave and I thank God every day that I had a mother who said those things and knew those things and expressed those things to me because my sister is exactly the same way. We are strong. And my sister said this to me too. She said, you know, we are strong because she made us strong. My mother raised me in a way where she wanted me to be completely independent from her. It, she said that it didn't matter whether she died when I was six or died when I was 36. She wanted me to be able to live and support myself and to keep going whether she was here or not. So she raised a little human to be a human with or without her. And so the crazy part is that even if I would have, my mother would have died when I was eight, nine, ten, I know that I would have made it through. I would have made it through because she would have made sure because I, she made me strong. She made me that kind of person. Um, I know me, I struggle with strength. I hate weakness. I don't like weakness. I don't like um, weakness. And I don't like doubt. 
and I don't like um, not knowing. And I like to be in control. I am a control freak to the max. <laughs> Your girl is, yes, definitely a control freak. And um, I think I'm like that because she was very adamant on me being self-reliant. Um, but I think I took it a little farther. And I feel like my sister, she did the same. She's learning those. Like, she has her husband. So she's learning to give other people, let other people hold the load. Because I know me, it is hard for me to let other people hold the load. Like, my sister, I call her for some things. But there are a, little, a lot of times that I'm going through stuff that I don't even, that I don't even call her. And I know she gets mad when I don't talk to her sometimes, but a lot of times, honestly, it's because I don't want, I know she wouldn't see me as weak. I know that. I know you wouldn't, but if you're listening to this, which she, she probably will because my sister is like my biggest supporter. Thank you. I love you, sis. But um, she, I just don't like to burden people. That's another thing. I don't like to burden people. Even when I was little, I didn't want to be a burden. I never wanted to be a burden. Um, and it's not like my mother told me I was a burden or nothing like that. It's just that I seen her life. And I seen what she went through and the stuff that she was going through. And I didn't want to be one added more problem. I don't think I did my best with that. Because I think a lot of times I was her biggest burden. But, but you know, because I was a child. And even as a teenager, I was a lot of times I was terrible. Like... I wasn't bad, like, I would do stuff, but I was bad, well, like, I had a mouth, like, my mouth was terrible, and that killed her, it worked her nerves, because she had a mouth, and so you can't have two people with mouths living together, because we too sassy together, and you can't be sassy with your mama, at least not my mother, no, you cannot be sassy with my mother, no, so, Charlene, I was scared of her, so, like, respectively afraid, but, like, afraid. Even the thought of making her mad was terrifying to me. Um, I know some people's like, that's not right to be... I was watching this thing and it was like, it's not right for you to be scared of your parents. Oh my God. Uh, whatever. Like, I was scared of my mother, but it was respectively. And I feel like your kids should be respectively scared of you. Yes, they should be. Now, when it, I was not scared to tell my mother anything about my life. Like, if I got pregnant at 16, I would have went to her first. If I had a problem, I would go to her first. I was not scared to express to her my feelings. Um, I was just scared maybe be, uh, sometimes because I didn't want to make her sad. I didn't want, like, when I didn't tell her, um, I don't know if I still want to do an episode about that. Um, but it was a real big thing, and I did do a... I did do a recording of it, but I never uploaded it, and I'm still debating whether I want to upload it or not. But, um, yes, when I told her one of my biggest secrets about myself, um, it wasn't that I thought she would be mad or angry. It was because I did not want to upset her. You know, so anything I struggled with telling her, it wasn't because I thought, oh, she's going to be so angry and mad about this. No, it was because I did not want to upset her. But... I knew my mom was my biggest supporter. Like, she didn't always know how to support me. But she used to always tell me I could do whatever I wanted. I could do anything in the world I ever wanted to do. She would say, you're an amazing person. And anything you put your mind to, you can do. My mother hated the word I can't. 
it irked her and all the kids and my family all my brothers and sisters knew we were not allowed to say we can't that was not a word that was put in our vocabulary it was not allowed for us to say mommy i can't do this or mommy um i can't or i you know like even yeah i can't read or i can't write or whatever anyway anything you were not allowed to say you can't because you could do anything um like I struggled with learning. My mother was illiterate. She was illiterate. I'll talk about that in another episode as well. But she was illiterate by all standards um considered. Like she was um like she graduated high school. She graduated, but she graduated like on a 6th grade level, 2nd grade level of reading. And she wasn't very um she it took her she had to learn herself at way after school how to she taught herself how to read and write. Um, cause she left school and didn't know how to read and write. Um, and really didn't know how to read and write. And she had to teach herself outside of school how to read and write. And because that a lot of people thought she was dumb, but my mother was the smartest person you would ever meet. Like she was very, very wise. And that's one of the reasons why my stepfather, he said he fell in love with her. And I believe that's one of the reasons why my real father fell in love with her because she was very wise. Like, when it came to business and stuff, my mother, yeah, she could handle a business. She could tell you what to do. She can get you there. She knew how to work and how to make a provide for a family. Um, but anyway, I just want to say um, back to, you know, putting people on a pedestal, like I was saying. <sighs> I feel like if you put somebody too high up where you can't reach them, you don't get the full lesson of what they were trying to teach. They should teach you. Like you don't get their full effect of their lessons because everything that they do, you feel like, oh, is above me, is above me. When no, nothing is above you. They are human just like you. I don't have any people that I idolize. I have people that I aspire. I mean, that inspire me. I don't even have people that I aspire to be like, actually. But I have people that inspire me to do certain things. I have people who I, I guess you could say, look up to. Like my big sis. I look up to her because she's always been very strong. But even my big sister, I realized I had put her too high up. I put her too high up. And so I feel like that's why when I was a teenager, we could not get along. Because to me, my sister, she had everything under control. She was a control person and everything was perfect and everything was like, she just had everything together. And it took me a few years, you know, to realize that no, she was just like me. She didn't have everything together, but she held her head high and she walked with confidence. And I learned that from her. And I want to thank her for that because I learned how to keep going from my mom and from my sister. Like I learned to never give up. My mother used to say, you may stumble. You may even fall, but you will never stay on the ground. Never, never stay there. Never. We stumble. You may even trip and fall slightly (laughs) but even if you fall completely 
There is no such thing as you can't get back up. And I want to inspire you guys for that. I want to let you know that you can always get back up. That cage, that place that you are in, it is you. You are doing this to yourself. All of these things that you think are everybody else. No, it's you, baby. It's you. And that's hard to accept. It is hard to accept that I made a mistake. I am a big person on self-reflection. But even me, even I struggle sometimes when I say, um, oh man, why did I do that? Like my dad and my stepbrother, they got in a fight. And my dad said to me just a few minutes ago, he said, you know, that was my fault. That was part of my fault because I acted emotionally, irrationally. I acted on an emotional, irrational level. And he acknowledged that he, that was wrong of him. And he needed to fix that. And I am, and he was talking about self-reflection. And I am big on self-reflection. Yes, everybody, you should constantly be looking into yourself, figuring out what did you contribute to the problem? What did you contribute to the issue? Like, because I guarantee you if you really do a real self-reflection a real honest reflection of yourself you will find that there is a lot of things that you can change and a lot of things that you did wrong to help add fuel to that fire whatever that fire is me i know i am a very like i used to not think i was sensitive but i am i'm a sensitive person and I hate that because I never thought I was a sensitive person. And I don't like being a sensitive person. So I'm going to work on that. I always thought I was tougher skin. And I feel like I am on face value. So I will never let you know that you affected me or that I was affected. But I will be affected internally. Like I am very, 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 very like sensitive when it comes to certain things not everything you know but some things yes bother me but the good thing is that i jump back i'm not one person i don't i don't waddle in whatever feeling that is like if i felt left out or whatever i don't waddle in that feeling and i self-reflect i I do a lot because i don't like feeling certain ways so i will sit there with myself and i will beat myself up and i will be like okay you need to get it together because you are being way too sensitive about this situation and i will work it out in myself and that's another thing don't be too hard on yourself because i have a tendency a lot of times The reason why I am hard on a lot of other people is because I am equally as hard, if not harder, on myself. I am very hard on myself. And I feel like sometimes you just got to give yourself a dang break. Just like sometimes tell yourself, girl, like just take it easy. Take a break. Like just breathe. It's going to be okay. Um, Sometimes it's hard to do. So all this stuff that I'm telling you, I know it's not easy. It is not a one time it's going to happen. That door is closed for a reason. Like, I be in a room, like I said, in my mind, I'm in a room, a dark room, and at any moment, I can turn on the light. But it feels like that light is 100 miles away. And I'm walking through all kinds of terrain just to get to that light switch. But you know what? I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there with my creator, God, on my side. 
I am going to get there with my mom, spirit and heart and soul on my side, with the ancestors and my with the people from my 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 past, my the, my family members who've passed on. I mean, all that strength, generations and generations of love and strength is inside of me. I am the catalyst of all of that. That pain, that anger, that love, that devotion, that care, all of that. All of the fascists of life and of people are in me. I don't know my ancestors or their journey. I don't know, maybe one day I'll try to look it up. (laughs) But that is inside of me that strength that strength i don't care if anybody's gonna get mad that i went there but that strength from being thrown on a ship and took into a place that is not your home by force to a like going to a whole nother planet not speaking the language not knowing the culture and being bound and chained like an animal and treated like one treated lower lower than the animal that strength of survival is in me so I'm gonna survive but I'm not just gonna survive I'm going to thrive I am going to live and I'll be damned if anybody's gonna stop me because I'm going to keep going and yes I may stumble huh. I've stumbled a lot I may fall I've fallen but I will never stay on the ground because when I go out there in the world I don't just represent myself I represent my people, my family, and in order to represent them, I must hold myself accountable. But I also must hold myself with dignity and respect. And yes, there are times where it is hard to do that. And may not everybody may understand the way I chose to represent them. So respect and dignity, I feel like is also Relative. The way I choose to respect somebody is different the way you choose to respect them. I mean, I feel like, uh, yeah, respect of, is there's some basic, yes, there's some basic things that respect has in it. Some basic things. But I feel like when we get to the girls, you know, like I hear a lot of people talk about women wearing all these crazy clothes and girls twerking and, you know, uh, well, it says Megan Thee Stallion and Cardi B and all of them. Well, I do not look at those women as being anything other than women. They're normal women. And I feel like, again, yeah, they're normal women. And I don't feel like they're inspiring girls to be whatever they're going to be. I feel like girls are going to be what they're going to be. Because, listen, I never cared about Megan Thee Stallion, Cardi B, and none of them. And I still, I was very different. And I never cared about any of them like that, right? But... A lot of the things that they do or have done, I'm okay with. I wouldn't do. I listen. I love Megan. That is my girl. That is my girl. I love Megan. Music. I love her music. And I love her personality on, you know, like in in the spotlight. I don't know her real personality, of course, because I've never really met her. But her spotlight personality, I love that. But I don't agree with everything she does. But... I don't disagree with everything she does because it's her. Like, if she wants to wear or do what she wants to do, that's her. I mean, I'm growing, I'm changing, 
So, you know, maybe that's me. But anyway, I'm not going to sit here and ramble because I'm about to do a long episode again. Lord, honey. Anyway, I just want to let you all know that I love you. And I hope that you love this episode. And I'm sorry if it was a little rambly. Next time, I'll try to have a better, like, theme, concrete theme to talk about. But thank you again for joining me, your girl, Deity Goddess, on another episode of Confessions of a Deity. I love you, my kings and queens, gods and goddesses. And I hope you guys have a regular, beautiful, wonderful day. Bye. Till next time.